The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Worn by players like Michael Harris to meet the demand of elite ball players, the New Balance Fuel Cell 4040 V7 is a versatile option. The 4040 V7 is built for the athlete who needs responsiveness and ability to cut and run at their full speed. The model features a fuel cell foam underfoot and a synthetic and mesh upper to provide breathability, comfort, and a snug fit as you round the bases. The fuel cell midsole features nitrogen-infused foam specifically designed to propel athletes forward. Learn more about the 4040 at newbalance.com. Now here's Frank, Scott, and Chris. Third time's a charm. We hope. Welcome into another Carlos Correa emergency edition of Fantasy Baseball today on Tuesday, January 10th. Frank Stanfield joined by Chris Towers. Fun fact, the last time we did one of these emergency pods, Carlos Correa signed with the Mets. Yet here we are once again. So I'm not sure that there's going to be a fourth team. Hopefully not. Let's jump right in. And Carlos Correa is officially headed back to the Minnesota Twins after all. Let's just kind of walk through the timeline here. This started with a 13-year, $350 million deal to the San Francisco Giants. That got scrapped. Then a 12-year, $315 million deal with the New York Mets. Now that gets scrapped. And here we are, six years, $200 million to the Twins, which includes a vesting option for four years and $70 million, million, which could be added on to the six years. So this could turn into a 10-year, $270 million deal, but that's something for six years from now. That's when we'll focus on that. Uh, The Giants and Mets both had issues with Carlos Correa's physical, which Mm -hmm. apparently there's something wrong with Carlos Carlos Correa's lower right leg, which he broke back in 2014 in the minors, but I don't think that's going to be an issue for the Twins, considering they signed him last offseason, and uh, clearly they're looking to sign him once again here. Chris, your initial reaction, no Giants, no Mets, now Carlos Correa headed back to the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, I think the initial reaction is you'd rather have Carlos Correa going to the Mets if you were going to draft Carlos Correa, but all in all, it's not, you know, given, given the the uncertainty around his health and the the fact that the the Mets pulled back and there were all these reports it's not terribly surprising that he ended up not going to the Mets it was kind of surprising that he ended up being there uh, to begin with it sounds like uh, Steve Cohen kind of pushed his his owner his front office around to get this done and you know ultimately we, we end up with the status quo which is Carlos Correa going back to the place he was last year which we know how he performs in this park. We know what to expect for the most part. And, you know, I, I think it's 
probably a downgrade for his value not going to the Mets. It was a much better lineup for in New York, but it doesn't change his outlook too much. I I do wonder like does the ongoing nature of this ankle issue does it mess with his value at least in the way people perceive him from the start of the offseason? That that's going to be something interesting to see. That is a, an interesting question. You know, I think the price on Correa has been fair all along. The ADP mm-hmm. over the last month, 122.8 as a 15 shortstop off the board. It, it seems like a good deal all around. Yeah. I know he doesn't run, which obviously NFBC formats, you want as many steals, as uh, much as many overall complete 5x5 five five players as you can possibly get. So I understand that aspect of it. But Either way, I mean, Correa could be a legit four-category contributor, so he seems like a good deal right now. I wonder if that price will come back down a little bit now that he's not going to the New York Mets. Last year, Correa finished 104th overall in Roto, which, again, he did that with terrible counting sets. 70 runs scored, 64 RBI. He was inside the top 105. Now, this year, his ADP has moved back 20 spots. It just doesn't really make sense. Maybe mm-hmm. you know people were waiting to see where Carlos Correa would sign. Ultimately, I think the counting stats should be better. Obviously, we need Byron Buxton and Jorge Polanco and all these guys to stay healthy because that will help with the counting stats for Carlos Correa. But he hits the ball really hard for a shortstop. Uh, I think we're going to get you know 22 to 25 home runs, something like that, and a really good batting average once again. Chris, I think an underrated aspect of this, and you kind of talked about how the value won't be as good now Now that he's not going to the Mets. He's not going to play third base either. That, that was something yeah. last time we spoke that we were kind of propping up his value because third yeah, base absolutely. is kind of a wasteland. Uh, and now Carlos Correa will not be playing third base, at least not this year. He will be playing shortstop. So I think that's something we need to factor in as well. Yeah, that hurts his value. And I, I could see his ADP dropping as a result of this. And I actually think that's a good thing because like you said, finishing 105th last season, obviously, you know, part of that is just he was mostly healthy and guys who play 136 games are going to rank relatively highly. But, you know, like you said, the, the counting stats were just outrageously bad. He had one home run with runners in scoring position. He only had 30 RBI and 121 plate appearances with runners in scoring position. The prior year he had, I think it was something like 66 RBI and 180 plate appearances with runners runners in scoring position. So that kind of tells you how far off and you can, Point to, well, it's a worse lineup and, and than he had in Houston, certainly a worse lineup than he would have had in New York. But I, I th- even with that, I think you easily take the over on, what was it, 70 runs and 64 RBI? Like, I, that just, I think if nothing else changes, he's the exact same player as he was last year, he probably gets to 85-85. You know, I, I don't think that's asking too much, and obviously I don't think that's the ceiling. I think that's closer to what you sh- should expect the floor to be. And which cat are we hearing in the background, Chris? Is that Liz Lemon? That is that is Liz Lemon. She's a okay. she's a diehard Mets fan, and she's distraught <laughs> at uh, at this news. Actually, she just she wants to be let out of my office, but I gave her the choice to come in or out, and she chose in. So you gotta live with your decisions, Lemon. Ah, those pesky cats. Uh, I know it all too well. Uh, also, uh, we'll talk about this from a Mets perspective in just a little bit. I want to talk about that ADP a little bit more over the last month over at the NFBC. is the ADP for Carlos Correa, the 15th shortstop off the board. Uh, Chris, I know we're kind of working on our rankings, which will be out next week on the site, so make sure you uh, look around for those. But Correa is going 11 picks behind his Houston Astros replacement in Jeremy Pena. Who would you rather have, Correa or Pena? I could see the case for Pena, you know, as as a player who's making... 
you know, who's on the upswing and all that. But like, unless you really need stolen bases, I, I think Carlos Correa is just a dramatically better player. I know Pena had a very good postseason, and maybe he'll carry that over into, you know, a, a big year too. But I just think the the underlying skill sets, the, the track record, everything we've seen from Carlos Correa suggests that he's just a, a much better hitter than Jeremy Pena. And I don't know, maybe the, the 10 to 15 steals that Pena gives you can, can make up for the gap, but I, I don't think so. Pena is a fun player, man, so I get why this is so close. I currently mm-hmm. have Carlos Correa ranked one spot higher. They're back-to-back. But, man, Pena really, really flashed in the postseason. And I think it's something he could carry over into this year. Obviously, a much better lineup, too, with the Houston Astros. Uh, the other name here, going back-to-back with uh, Correa, is Ahmed Rosario. Correa just four, no, not even, two picks ahead of Ahmed Rosario. What do you think about those two? Another one where I, I think you can make a case for Rosario. The the stolen bases, again, are, are kind of doing a lot of the heavy lifting, but... Man, it was an empty batting average last season. I mean, he hit 283. He was actually his OPS was actually slightly down from the year before, but we've gotten a lot more excited about him. I'm not exactly sure I understand why Rosario is is viewed more he- excuse me, my cat jumped on the desk. Why Rosario is viewed so much more positively right now. I, I think he's fine, but it's really like stolen bases and batting average are important. They're hard to find, but I'll get. I'll take the all-around skill set from Carlos Correa, who should be a better source of batting average than Rosario as well. For what it's worth, Ahmed Rosario finished 67th overall in Roto last year, so quite a bit higher than Correa, probably mm-hmm. because he played more games, so that factors into the batting average. Uh, he scored yeah, the 86 eight. runs helped too. Yep. yep, the runs scored, and obviously the 18 steals, and you know maybe Rosario runs a little bit more this year with the new rules. He's always been really fast. It's just kind of weird that he's never, um, you know, had a big steals output, something like 25 to 30 for Ahmed Rosario. Let's talk about this quickly from a Minnesota Twins perspective, and I kind of want to focus on their process more than anything else. I think, you know, this is a slight boost to those around Correa, Byron Buxton, Polanco. They'll see a few more counting stats, obviously. But the big prospects for the Twins coming up sooner rather than later are middle infielders. Royce Lewis is rehabbing from a second torn ACL, expected to be back sometime in the middle of the season. We've seen him play outfield a little bit here or there, so I guess that's the path for him. Uh, but there's also a second baseman in Edward Julian who lit up the Arizona Fall League, he was actually he was either the MVP or most improved player, most outstanding player, something like that. He was awesome. He's going to play second base. So we've got middle infield prospects, and now the Twins just signed Carlos Correa. So what do you think about that, Chris? I think you, you worry about that when it happens and the fact that Carlos Correa, you know, we feel pretty confident that he could be a third baseman in the long run. He might be a better fit at third base defensively. Um, I think that that's not something I'm too concerned about. You have... You know, Luis Arias can move around and play a bunch of different positions, so I don't think, you know, it's going to block Jose Miranda if it comes to it. It's it's the kind of problem that if it becomes a problem for the Twins, it's, it's a good problem for them to have. All right, Liz Lemon agrees. She thinks it's a good problem for the Minnesota Twins. Let's wrap up with those New York Mets, Liz Lemon's favorite team, as you mentioned. What happens now? Well, Eduardo Escobar, 
Welcome back. You have a job once again. You are the starting third baseman for the Mets for now, assuming they don't go out and make another move. Uh, this also creates a clearer path for one of their top prospects, Brett Beatty, to uh, you know work his way into a third base opportunity if Escobar doesn't you know, if if he's not performing well or whatever the reason, uh, I think this makes it easier for Brett Beatty to get back to the majors. And roster resource has moved Starling Marte back into the two hole in the Mets lineup. So if anybody had concerns over that, I think it's good things for Starling Marte, good things for Eduardo Escobar as well. Yeah, absolutely good things for Starling Marte moving back up in the lineup. You know, Beatty, the, the Mets have been more conservative with their top prospects than I, I think certainly a lot of Mets fans and a lot of the fantasy community would prefer, you know, specifically with Francisco Alvarez and uh, Brett Beatty over the past, you know, like the last few months of last season. I think a lot of people would have rather seen those guys up. Um, and so, you know, it. I think it clears paths for both of them, right? Because it, it gives, you know, it gives them one fewer really, really good player who's locked into a spot, whether it's, you know, third base and they you know can't play Beatty there or whether it just gives them another option at, at DH it I think it makes it more likely that we see more of Beatty and then Francisco Alvarez all right well once again Carlos Correa is headed back to the Minnesota Twins on a six-year 200 million dollar deal which includes a vesting option for four more years and 70 million dollars on top of that overall Looks like value is back down a little bit compared to last time we spoke because he will not be playing for the New York Mets and Carlos Correa will not be playing third base. So keep those things in mind. We're going to wrap there. For Chris, I am Frank. Thank you all for listening and watching this emergency edition of Fantasy Baseball Today. We'll be back later on today. Bye-bye. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. Homes.com offers in-depth neighborhood guides with detailed video overviews, comprehensive narratives, and unbiased information from a multitude of sources. You thought we go in-depth with player analysis on fantasy baseball today? You haven't seen anything yet. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood complete with a video guide. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. When looking at local schools, they offer test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know, all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.